Everyone wants an elite team, but nobody wants to take the time to develop a team. The following is a quote from Lionel Messi. When there is effort, attitude, and desire, nothing is impossible. So what is this episode all about? Great question. And I'm going to dive into that here in a moment. But really what you should know about this is everybody wants an elite team. Anybody that plays competitive wants to have the best team. But it doesn't seem like anybody wants to develop the best team. You just want to make the best team possible. Now here's the problem when you just develop, let's call them elite or super or top teams. Is what normally happens is the players even on those teams don't actually continue to develop. And you might have a team that goes on and wins, 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 wins. But the players don't actually improve in terms of developing, say, technical skills, tactical skills, mental skills, things like that. They might develop a little more quicker speed, might develop more physically. But I've seen it a lot of times with these super teams or these elite teams where, yeah, you might have a group of strong players, but there's no development of these kids. Yeah, they might train three times, four times a week, but there's no training that's actually implemented that makes them develop better skill sets or be better players. They just develop from playing or develop a little bit from playing at higher quality matches because they're playing better competition. So that's great. You want to play against the best competition, of course, but you need to actually still have the process of developing better players and that's done through training. Now here's what you get when you get these elite teams. And you're gonna get a higher level of player. You're gonna get a team that has a higher chance of winning better tournaments. And you're gonna play across the board probably better competition. Which all three of those things are great in theory. But if you're missing the critical element that is development through training, because while you might have an elite team of young players that say are 12 years old or 13 years old or 14, there's still specific developmental steps they need to hit in training. And I'm telling you this from experience because I've seen a lot of elite teams. It doesn't mean that the players actually develop through training. And look, I'm not bashing every single program. I'm not trying to bash. What I want you to understand is that there's multiple avenues to the development process. And what I'm seeing across the board in this country is everybody wants an elite team. I want an elite team. You want an elite team. The United States men's national team wants an elite team. But nobody wants to put in the time to develop an elite team. And that's what this episode is all about. So now let's talk about the why. Why is the development of an elite team not encouraged or not frequent in American youth soccer? And that's because it takes a long time to develop an elite team. And to develop top players, again, takes time. If you look at your area's average, let's say you have a 12-year-old. There are probably, probably, and I'm talking about top players at U12, or at 12 years old, I guess I should say. There's probably 20 to 30 of them. And I mean top players. I'm not talking about, you know, kids that maybe have the potential. I'm talking about that have the potential right now to play at the elite level in their area. So for most areas, that's going to be, say, the MLS academies, right? That, that's what it's going to be because the MLS academies are supposed to be that elite level. That's supposed to be the highest level in most areas just because of 
location and things like that. There's there's a lot more academies now from MLS. And if you can make one of their squad, then yeah, you're going to have a strong, strong team. Now, there are a lot of other programs that will try and create elite teams. And they take probably the second pool of talent in the area and they go and compete against the best and try and and win, which is great. You know, do your thing for sure. But again, we're talking about the elite programs because everybody wants to be on a team that wins. Nobody wants to be on a team that loses. Losing isn't fun. And guess what? When you're talking about developing talent, you're going to lose more games than you're going to win. And I can tell you that from experience. And I've talked about this before on my Instagram, but not so much on my podcast. So let me share with you a story. And I think this will help you understand. I started a project two years ago, and this was actually pre-Prospect. So Prospects is going on its second year, so this would be its third year. And this was the first year. We called it the Super Team. Now let me tell you what I had on my team for 07s at Super Team. I had one player that was offered a DA slot. I had one player that played Division Two, and the other 13, no, sorry, the other 12 players were Division Four or lower in the Central Florida area. So that would mean they played GCF Division Four or lower. Some players played on teams or played on teams that did not play in GCF and played on a lower division, which is essentially the rec level. And our very first game, we lost 10 to 1. We got freaking smacked. And everybody's sitting there going saying, you know, this is not going to work out. What Kyle's going to do isn't going to work. And I said, just watch. Wait till the end of the year. So long story short, we play in a couple of tournaments and we win three. Two that were lower level, one that was higher level. And by the end of the year, we played the same team again at the Disney Memorial Day tournament. And this is over 10 months, right? So from August to May, at the end of the end of May was when the tournament was. We lost to that team three to two. Now, interestingly enough, we were winning 2-0. I made a lot of changes and made a bunch of mistakes. Because I was like, we'll just close the game out. We'll be fine. We'll be good to go. And uh, we lost 3-2. to The opposition scored three goals in seven minutes or something like that. And it was my fault. Totally my fault. But in 10 months, we were able to go from playing the this team and losing 10-1 to to by the end of the year playing in the gold bracket of the Disney Showcase and only lose 3-2 while we were winning 2-0. So... What I can tell you in that process to get to that point of May is we lost a lot of games. A lot of games. Training was really hard because obviously a lot of it was fundamental. A lot of the kids didn't have enough technical skill to do what I wanted them to do. So guess what I had to focus on? Really trying to develop individual technical skills to allow these players to accelerate their development to play the possession-based game that I want. And... There, look, okay, there's not a lot of people trying to do what prospects or pre-prospects at that point is trying to do. And that's really trying to develop better players to reach the next level. And it's not easy, folks. It's 10 years. If we're talking about developing a future pro and they come into soccer at 9 years old, they have 10 years to get there from a youth perspective, right? And, and the better ones are going to go on at 16 or 17 and be a 1% player and move on. But 
99% of people aren't looking for development. They might talk about that they want development, but you, you don't actually want it. If, if you're just looking for an elite program that plays at the highest level or plays in X, Y, and Z league, but you don't actually evaluate the level of their training, then you're going to run into the circumstance that I'm talking about where you're going to have the, well, I just want an elite team. Because most elite teams, most, not all, understand my point here. Most elite teams don't develop. I've seen it. Most elite teams do not develop. Let me say that one more time for you. Most elite teams in the United States don't actually develop. They're just trying to win games, leagues, or tournaments. Now again, that's not necessarily a problem. I get it. Everybody wants to win. I want to win too. But if you're talking about making kids better or developing them to reach their maximum potential, it can't just be about having an elite team. The development process needs to be in place. So if you have an 07 player that is very good, right? So 07 be U13 going on U14 this year. And they should be challenged. They should probably still play their age group, but go up and play say 06 or 05 and really be pushed and see if they have the level or the potential to play at that level because if you're the best player your age group you should probably go play up right if you're the best player your age group you have everything or you have a lot of qualities above everybody else you should probably go play up same thing if you're in 05 if you're in 04 08 09 right go play up or at least don't have to necessarily play up train up you can train up. You can play against or train at practice against the 06s or the 05s or whatever if you have the level. If you're one of the best players and you're only playing your age group, then in my opinion, you're not going to maximize your level growth because you're missing out on critical development years. And this is something that I did as a player and I think really helped push me because I played my age group, but twice a week I trained up with a team two years older than me. So I would train three times a week with my team, and then two times a week I would go and train with the older team. And guess what? When you're playing against your or playing against older teams, you have to work that much harder. So on paper, that's what the elite level does, right? Or the elite the elite team does. You're gonna have to work harder. But if the training isn't there, and let me, let me give you a reference to this. When I did this as a kid, I trained with the same coach whose older team was better than the team that I had. Outside of obviously physically better, they were technically and tactically better. In fact, they won state cup multiple years. And that really pushed me because, yeah, while I was able to dominate my age group, or at least on my team, I was getting my butt kicked at the older group because I had to think and play that much faster. I had the skill set, but I had to learn to adapt. And that's what a lot of players at this age are missing because yeah, they're just playing the best players in their age group, but they're missing those critical developmental years to play even higher. Uh, and maybe that's once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Maybe it's full time, depending on the, the player's physical capabilities, if they can hang. And there's a lot of things that go into this that aren't necessarily relevant for this episode. But it's more for you to understand, and the takeaway of this is that just because you play on an elite team doesn't necessarily mean you're going to develop. Because maybe you're just doing scrimmages or games and you're just centered around trying to win. And I see this a lot, probably across 
of the so-called elite teams. So something to be mindful of because, yes, we all want to play on the best teams for sure. But you need to critically evaluate what is most important for you and your child. Is it just playing on an elite team or is it playing in a team that allows you to truly develop, maximize your skill sets and develop you for future opportunities? Instead of looking at the short term, look at the long term game. Right? What what is the end goal here? If we're talking about just going to college and, you know, playing division 3, then okay, yeah, playing for elite team won't be a problem. You'll still make that. But if you're talking about playing at the professional level, then you really need to evaluate and understand what you're signing up for or getting into. And if you're just playing on an elite team without getting the development process, then the opportunity for you to play at that level that you're talking about or that you say that you want to do is going to be very, very difficult in the long term because you won't have the skill sets. So hopefully that you're taking away from this episode that you can play for an elite team, but make sure that the training is there if you're talking about playing or wanting to become the you know, high-level player in the future, the development process needs to be there. And I'm sorry to break this to you. It's not easy. It takes a long time. So you're going to have to have a lot of patience. And developing that is what takes the most time. If you want to talk about pushing to the elite level, developing players is the most important. And look... I'm going to tell you this, for any club, let's say you it's a top club in whatever area, it's much easier for them to have elite teams versus developed players. Because if they put one team together and they go out and win, where do you think everybody wants to go? They all want to go to that elite team or play for that elite club because X, Y, and Z team is winning everything. They win all the league games. They win all the tournaments. They're posting that on Facebook. They're posting it on Instagram. Everybody's getting excited saying, hey, I want to be a part of this. Well, there's only one team that's winning, maybe two or three, right? But that doesn't mean the entire club is strong. And this is something else that I see happen all the time. That clubs are able to market one or two teams, especially if they're bigger brands. And they attract a lot of players because their teams win and they make posts about it. So, there you go. That should tell you all you need to know. And uh, yeah, take it from there, move forward, make a decision on what you think is best for your child. And, or if you're the player listening to this, make that decision for yourself. Is it just playing for an elite team or is it actually developing? And make that decision. So hope you've enjoyed this episode and see you in a future one.